friends. It's me, your host, the Full Confidence Ahead podcast, where we go on a journey together tackling the fears of life from family relationships to finance, from careers to community. And today we have a repeat guest and we're so excited because last time he was on here, he started talking about goal setting, about wealth building, and a lot of questions have come up about that. We're so excited to have Kyle Tucker back. So Kyle, thank you so much for taking the time to come back with us. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad to be here. We are just so excited that you're here. For reference to our podcast listeners, if you haven't listened to his first podcast, make sure to go back. It dropped on February 21st. It is a wonderful episode. We'll give you a really good base into the next topics that we're talking about today. But for a little intro again, a re-reminder. So Kyle is a wealth building coach, and he does this in a, such a sustainable and emotionally healthy way to help you get through your your finances and he's he goes in with real estate and helps you build a profile with your vision and your goals and to be honest he's also like master goal setter here so last time we talked a little bit about goal setting which was incredible um but today we're going to get into some of the other topics that we didn't have time to touch on when he was here and we're just so excited he has so much wealth of knowledge and that he's taking the time to be on here with us so again really thank you Kyle for being on here mm-hmm. And until we get into our conversation, we're going to have a moment for our sponsors, and then we're going to jump right on in. Have you ever felt scared swiping your card at a cash register, not knowing if it would be declined or maxed out on your credit limit? Believe me, I've been there holding my breath, waiting to check out. Thankfully, all of that fear melted away and turned into confidence when I took a financial literacy course. The PowerPay Money Master course has changed my experience at the cash register from fearful to fearless. The online course is video-based and gives you real-life money smarts. USU Extension is offering a free Money Master course to all Full Confidence Ahead listeners. Go to extensioncourses.usu.edu slash Powell and add the Money Master course to your cart. The link will give you the $40 course for free You can also get the course discount by going to extensioncourses.usu.edu and finding the Money Master course under the finance category. Use the code KATIEANN, K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N, with no spaces, at checkout to claim your $40 discount and free course. Okay, we are back and so excited that Kyle's here with us. And today we really want to talk about risk index and side hustles. Those are two parts of the wealth building process that we didn't really get to hear from you in full depth. So let's just kick it off. So help us a little bit. You mentioned risk index before on your first podcast. Re-remind us what this is and let's get going. Okay, yeah. So so the risk index is essentially something to... um, think about and be aware of as you begin your journey. It's kind of a starting piece. Um, there's there's vision work, right? As, as you orient, have your goals. There's also, okay, where where exactly are we and what are we comfortable with? Um, and it's very common for individuals to um, be a lot more risk adverse than they potentially should be. Um, and, and, and there's totally a ton of understanding around this. Most of us, depending on our age, you know, we've lived through and seen the 0708 situation. Um, depending on um, some age, you you can go back further to a couple other use cases that brought up or and still brings up a lot of trauma and a lot of feelings in regards to finance, in regards to how we do certain things, um, very much on in the financial sector, in our financial lives, right? Um, 
So that being said, naturally what I have seen is most people have uh, not a lot of risk tolerance and um, that's totally understandable. And so the reason why I talk about a risk index and it's something we do early on with clients is to essentially take a more data-driven approach to where they're at and then kind of talk about that. Where do you feel you're at mentally? And then where are you on paper at? Um, because I have different individuals and we're, we're going to kind of break this down a little bit, but I have different individuals, um, you know, clientele that, that you may have, and I'll kind of give you the extreme use case. Let's say you have a job that is maybe a little more low paying, your single income household, you've got four kids. Um, maybe those kids are older and they're in their high school years. So it's really important to um, be steady where you're at and let them have the experience they're having. Um, maybe your role, uh, if you did um, no longer have a position in your current job, it would be maybe difficult to find a new role. Um, these are This is kind of the picture I'm painting of someone that like, okay, we have a lot of data points here and we're going to break these data points down. But like we have a lot of data points here of like, we actually should be more risk adverse in this situation. Like we shouldn't take on as much, right? Because of wanting to have the stability in the home, the certain age of the kids, the quantity of the kids, the income situation, the replacement ability of the income. Um, and then if we swing kind of to the other side, say you have um, a dual income household uh, and both individuals uh, compensation is fairly high and um, it's, I mean, the, 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 the pinnacle is self-employed or, or, or essentially not being part of a system that someone else has jurisdiction as to whether you remain employed or not. Um, we'll get into that a little bit. There's some nuance there because it's like, wait a second, are you saying being self-employed is less risky than being employed? Um, we will get into that. But um, if you have two individuals like that and there's no kids and it's easy to replace business, um, maybe knowing what line of work you're in, if you are employed in W-2 or if you are self-employed, what you know, what do you do for your business? What does that work look like? Um, so you can quickly start to see the picture I'm painting of like, well, if something happened to one person or if the market shifts, like there's, there's a lot of um, ability to be agile there. And so these individuals and, and especially in today's day and age, and we'll, we'll get into these pieces, but because of um, just COVID and the whole remote type of environment that's been introduced, there is a lot of individuals that have created um, essentially more lucrative ways of living, even more stability and more, more um, confidence in their current employment, right? Because they're at home or they have a partial remote work situation. And so all of these things have created, uh, in my opinion, a, a more adaptable class of, of workers that, that give us stability and, and allow us to um, create more risk, right? And a simple, simple case of what I'm trying to say there is like, you know, if it didn't work out with your current employer and you do work remote and you're at home for most of the time or part of the time, you can switch to a new employer and not have to move. Like back in the day, it was like, oh, I can't find a job. Oh, it's 45 minutes further away. And like, should we try commute? Should I not? Right. There's a lot of factors there. So um, you start to add up all these things. It's like, OK, I can take on more risk or we can. Right. If it's if it's a partnership type situation. And what does that mean for us? And then we start to stack the cards in, well, how much equity do you have in your home? What type of savings do you have? What's in your retirement account? Um, and these uh, kind of as a second tier piece of the risk is allowing us to lean more in there or, or pull back, right? So I've kind of said a lot here. 
does that help give kind of an idea to the audience here of, of, of a risk index? Yeah, I think that's really helpful. I want to repeat too. So we're looking at risk index. And so we're looking at both life situation and your assets, basically like your yeah. income, your, your house. So kind of your network. Those are the two, two factors. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and something I want to add on that is the life, the life circumstances to me come before the financial circumstances. And I think a lot of people would, would maybe always just like, well, what is my money like? Oh, do I have $100,000? Do I have $20,000? Oh, I can take on risk or not. And it's like, you may have only $5,000 in extra savings, but if your lifestyle is a lot more like that ladder that I explained, there is a lot more ability to play in that space. So it's not as much about capital assets and it's more about how are you living? What does that look like? I know last time we, we talked a little bit about the gap and that's the difference to remind the audience here, the difference between the income and your expenses. And as you know, over time, as you grow, as you get promotions, or if you, if you own a business, as your sales go up, is like keeping your expenses steady, but increasing your income and the gap gets bigger and bigger. And so, um, these are some of the pieces that, that are important, um, in regards to, to this risk index. Yeah. Okay. This has spurred so many questions with me. Um, and the first one is, so if I realize, and I kind of go through what you talked about, I really evaluate my, my life situation first, where mm -hmm. I am with that. And then I evaluate, um, kind of my network and worth and, and my cash flow and my assets. And so I figure out that I'm in a place to take risk. I know for me, and I know for a lot of our listeners, that first step into taking <laughs> risk is so hard. Like, so let me tell hard. you, so hard, especially me as, as like, I'm with a like single woman trying to get into the investment space. It mm -hmm. feels really scary. And, and kind of walking this path on my own has, I don't feel like necessarily language of investors is in my favor um, yeah. and like information. So help me now if someone has this risk index and they're like, okay, yep, thumbs up. Let's do this. Want to do this. Like, where do you even start? Do you get educated first? Do you go to a wealth builder? Yeah. Like, what do you do? <clears throat> this is a good question. Um, I'll pause and think just for a moment. So where do you start if, you know, you feel like you don't know anything? It's a very foreign space. Maybe you've seen me, maybe you've seen some others on Instagram or social media somewhere. And it's like, yeah, I probably should do that. But like, you, you just don't know how, right? This is, this gets into the psychological side of investing. Um, the 100% honest truth here, and it's a little bit, in my opinion, an unconventional answer. Um, and it does not come from a sales space. So I want everyone to understand this. This is not, Hey, call me. Um, but the, the encouragement here is who do you know that is in the space? Okay. Now I, I want to put some major asterisks caveats here of like, be careful. <laughs> um, and, and what I want to add to that is that doesn't just mean someone that, that might do real estate or someone that works at a bank or someone that does stocks, right? What I want to bring up here, and this is a very interesting data point to pay attention to, 
if you understand, and, and we can get this fact checked, I don't know the exact numbers, but it's something along the lines of like the, you know, the 1%, the top 1% in, in, in regards to finances own, I think it's 80 or 90% of the money in the United States of America. Holy um, cow. Yeah. And, and that might even be global. I don't know. Someone could go pull it. I think I've looked it up several times. There's some different sources and different opinions, but all we know is it's a very small percentage own a, a significant amount of the total amount of money. Um, and then the rest have the rest of the money. Um, this is really fascinating because as I've worked on my journey and actually etched into that top 1%, uh, there is information, knowledge, um, programs, uh, a lot of different things that essentially exist to those individuals that do not exist to the general public. This is kind of crazy to me. And I've talked about this on, on previous podcasts, um, with, uh, with other hosts. Um, but there are products that exist at a bank that you don't find online. And when you walk in and talk to the teller, they don't talk about it. You actually have to know about it and know who to talk to. And the banker that's assigned to you introduces things to you. And you're like, wait a second. Like, help me understand this because it's new and that's, you start to cross that bridge. And then when you start to live in the world where all that stuff exists, um, in my opinion, it's unfortunate because the, the, the individuals that have accumulated more wealth actually have more tools to help them be more wealthy. It's, it's like accelerating and growing that space. Whereas in the general population, those tools may not be available. So, so I bring that up, um, to, to, illustrate a point of the people that you may want to gravitate towards when it's, you know, we're going back to this question. I want to repeat it. It's like, what do I do for my very first step? Right. The people you're going to want to find are the people that just seem to do it differently. Now, this is hard to figure out because the person that like I drive a sports car, I have a supercar. Um, and I will say like, that's not the example, like someone with a supercar is very likely, I want to say this out loud so everybody hears this, is very likely not the person you want to talk to. So I'm like publicly letting you know, like, hey, um, because that individual is likely to get that car to gain more attention and they can't actually afford the car, right? And so um, there's a lot of wealthy individuals that still drive, you know, the Chevy or the Ford truck, right? Um, but it may be paying attention to small details of like, you know, do you somehow know that someone has a bunch of assets or do they, um, maybe they're a large donor somewhere or they help out pretty strongly in the community? Um, something of that nature, right? Uh, so, so I bring that up and I just want to re-illustrate re the point of like, do not, do not, do not look at material things to seek out who you might get assistance from. Okay. Um, so, you may have someone in mind. You may not have someone in mind. And I do say like, call us if you want to talk. Cause that's what we, you know, that's what we do. We partner and get into some of these details, but, um, find someone, you know, start, start discussing with them. Hey, and, and it's maybe not, how did you do it? Cause your circumstances are not their circumstances. It's like, Hey, would you be open to spending some time with me and helping me on my journey? I will tell you this right now. Most people that have true wealth, um, they're not greedy. They're not selfish. Um, they know how incredible it is and how much it's changed their lives and the things they're able to do for others. Um, it lights them up inside. 
And so if you genuinely, genuinely are seeking help, they will feel that, right? If it, it's not a land grab, it's like, I want to progress individually. I want to progress for my family, whatever that might be, and be sincere. And they may be busy. They may not be able to talk to you for the first time, but but do something for them. Look up, I mean, with social media nowadays, you can find out this person loves the, I mean, we have this, we have um, sports and different things. It's like, oh, they love the whomevers, right? Buy them a, a cup or I don't know, just something that shows that like, I'm not just trying to take from you. It's like, I actually see you as a human being. I, I got you this thing or I cared about you in this way. And um, would just love like, just love some time to chat. Um, so that's, that's kind of like a really maybe nuanced piece, but I really feel um, even myself, who's, who's gone on the journey that I have, I have a lot of mentors and partners. And so that's what I'm getting at here is who can you trust and put in your, in on your team that's a, that's someone you're confident in and someone that you know isn't flashy and showy but it's like they truly understand money and they understand wealth and so that's you know kind of coming full circle on a couple threads and points here is like the products i was talking about at the bank that may exist to you know a different quantity of money being sitting in that bank um that simply is to show like the prints even though some of those products might not be available when you're starting out the principles of the mechanics of some of those things can actually be brought into more common product. And so it's like, how do we leverage the concepts and ideas that the ultra wealthy use to continue to grow their wealth, um, even on day one as an investor? And that's where I kind of talk about, you know, find people that know that, work with them, partner with them, understand them, listen to them. Um, and that will really get you off on your first foot. Um, does that help answer the question? That was amazing. That that answer was incredible. I think a couple things. I so I've listened to your podcast that you've mentioned this this behind network, and I thought that was fascinating and so true that there are certain products, which is unfortunate that you know that not everyone has this access to building wealth. But if you know how to tap into the system, and I love what you said is finding a mentor. I just believe full heartedly of that is build a trusted mm -hmm. team of people. Yep. And the way you said to do that was super interesting. I love that you said someone with a nice car doesn't mean that they're wealthy. Love that. Love that. Love that. Love yes. that. Like it's going to take a minute to figure out the right people who you want on your team. Um, and that's okay. And basically what I'm hearing from you is kind of do some informational interviews with people to be like, okay, is this yep. the right person for me? Uh, really like genuinely connect with them. And that connection will lead into like, yeah. yes or no, or mentoring. Is that right? 100, 100%. And those people, right. Notice this is not, this is not a sprint and it's not even a marathon. It's like, we're on a, we're on a 20,000 mile run throughout life <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. Um, I, I won't get into that, but it's like, people think of finance is like a game. Like I have to win it or there's an ending. And I'm going to tell you right now, there is no ending to the game. When you think you're at the end, you're just going to move the goalposts. You're going to just change the game again. Um, it's really fascinating that idea, but you know, this is a long journey. And so as you look for those people to, to partner with, you may know someone today, you may not. And the thing is, is it's not that you need to, you know, just stress out about who do I find? Who do I find? It's like, if you genuinely put out energy into the universe that you are seeking, um, partners and people to mentor you, you will find them and they will come up and they will appear. And so just be, you know, 
quiet and listen for those subtle details of like, you know, I, we mentioned cars, a detail on that might be like, the car is not the point. But like, if you hear someone that like bought a car in cash versus like, normally no one's talking about like, oh, I got this cool right. loan, right? But some of it, it might <laughs> somehow come out that like, yeah, we got another car last year and we bought that one in cash. And so like, and they, they don't talk about it. They don't, they're not like boasting about it, but it might somehow come out someone you're like, wait a second. How much would like, and, and we're talking maybe not a, you know, a $20,000 car, but maybe they bought a Porsche or maybe they bought something that it is nice, but it's like, wait, you bought that with cash. Right. And so it's like small little pin, like little note. Okay. Something I should pay attention. Right. So, and then feel, feel their energy. Um, I will say this, and it's one of the things I, I absolutely want to say here. Um, and I definitely love, you know, your platform, Katie, and, and, and your audience, because I feel like I can talk about some of th these things more. Uh, in the pure financial space, some people are like, this guy, he's like halfway against a lot of the things we do. Um, but the, the, um, the comment is like, focus on as you're, you know, people are crossing your path and you're getting to know people, focus on their energy. Like, do you resonate? Do you feel these people? Right. Um, just recently, I was actually at an event that um, someone was there that was speaking and, and, you know, they they got some attention and had great points, great things to teach. But energetically, like it's just off. It's like, hey, I don't know if I would like want to learn from this individual because there's some value sets. There's some things that don't align and doesn't mean their information's, you know, not good at all. Um, there's a lot of gray in life. Right. And it's like take the nuggets, but then you don't have to sign up to be a full blown like I'm going to follow this person forever. Um, and that even gets to anywhere in life. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a political person, but I love to live by that on, on the political side. It's like, yeah, I may not agree with a bunch of things, but like, doesn't mean everything's not valuable. Right. So, so pull the little threads from people. Um, but when you do find someone, you're like, man, I love their energy. I love who they are. I'm going to pay attention and I want to learn more. That's someone to keep around. Right. And one thing I want to note on that. We're in a digital social world. Some of these humans may not be people you physically know. I have mentors that have never talked to me and I watch so much of their content and learn from them. We live in a world where they can do that. They can literally provide their secrets and their genius. And you're like, whoa, I literally feel like I'm like hiding in the closet of this person and just like listening their whole life. And they do it because they care about people and they want people to have those opportunities. So I will add that too: physical people, you know, and then also just people in the digital space. So. I love that answer too. I think one of the best pieces of financial advice someone gave me, and it was only about a week ago. Um, and they just said, if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. As yeah. in like going with someone who's trying to mentor you because yeah. especially because finances are such an emotional thing, which, which sounds silly, like it's a bunch of numbers, right? But it's something that represents a lot more. And you talked about this on our first episode, it talks about your your lifestyle, your vision, like how you want to live your life. Um, and mm -hmm. so emotionally, we're quite attached to that. And if anything's off with the person that you would like to mentor you, that just makes that a huge barrier. Um, so I, I really like that is just and I think that also means that you need to take the time to listen to them, whether digitally or in person, to figure mm -hmm. out, like, what am I feeling about this person? Um, not only just conceptually of, like, do I like kind of their theories, but do I feel comfortable and safe? Like, if they were to manage my assets, am I going to be okay here, you know? Yes, 100%. And, and you know, it's, it's a thing that uh, to be aware of is... Not all people 
that have money, and I think this is going to resonate pretty quickly. So um, not all people that have money, um, if I consider money like a resource that's almost like, I, I want to use the word sacred, like it's an ability to interact with this world, to the to do things. Not all people that have money actually should have the money. Hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's a thing you need to be cautious of is like, it's one of the saddest things. It's one of the things that actually scares me most is when someone actually hasn't what I call done the work and then they end up with money. Hmm. That's a very dangerous situation, right? Cause then they start telling people how to do things. And it's like, you know, if you're learning about someone, it's like, Hey, how did you accumulate your wealth? And it's like, if they talk about how many people they helped and loved and, and did things for and got rewarded for great. We've got a great recipe. If they're like kind of not talking about it, or maybe they stomped on some people or, you know, you just start to pick up on these cues and then it's like, and, and here's one thing I want to say, I have a lot of love for, for most, and I should say, I have a lot of love for all human beings. Um, the part I want to say here is like, everybody makes mistakes. So even if there was some potentially like some stomping on to get to where they got, uh, the question isn't like, oh, you know, I don't want to interact with you. So there is no question, right? The question therefore is like, well, so how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like how you got to where you got to is like a path you'd want to repeat? Or would you suggest someone else repeat it and listen to them? Because it's like, well, if you got to do what you got to do, no, that's not who we're working with, right? They're like, you know what? I'm not proud of it at all. And this is what I do on a daily basis to get, you know, to, to remedy some of that. There's energetics there, right? And so really pay attention. We all make mistakes. Um, and, and we all, uh, honestly, we're doing the best we can all the time. And so some people stumble into money, some people forcefully create it. Some people, uh, manifest it. There's, there's all types of paths. Um, and that's where it's really, you know, recognizing how did this person get where they are and do I resonate? Do I like that? Am I, you know, willing to saddle up next to them and learn, right? That's a huge, I love that question. Um, I think that's a very telling question. And then also just sitting back and listening. And I love also that you said everyone makes dis- mistakes because you're so right. Uh, especially in the financial world, we kind of all, I, at some point in my life, our lives, we've either probably made a mistake or will make a mistake either with um, a poor choice or being in a scary financial situation. That's life. Um, but what you're saying is, not necessarily judging exactly their actions, but their reaction of Correct. their character. Character. Um, Who are they? Right. Because we can all yeah. change. And have you looking at that changed person? Um, I, I love that. I love that. So we're not defining people by their mistakes, but we're defining them of how they've reacted to their life circumstances. And Correct. that's like the true way to find a mentor yep. and a coach. Yep. That is and so that can, impactful. Yeah. And that can come from... I mean, take that into some threads beyond finances, right? Same, same idea right. is to really get into like, whoa, how, how did their journey get them where they are? And that, that to me is way more important than the flashy whatever, right? If there's a car or whatever, it's like really understand them. And that's going to really help you know who you want to be around. So yeah, I feel like today we've talked about, we've talked about wealth building, but I feel like we've also just talked about building yourself and like finding, because I think in Absolutely. every area of your life, you know, you need a mentor and you've given us these, this package skills and questions to go forward. Like I feel just so much more confident in my financial life and just in any part of my life of going forward and being like, okay, I want a mentor. I want someone to 
help me through this journey to help evaluate yeah. who's good for me, who can build my life. Like you've taught us not just wealth building, but how to build our lives. Cause that's, that's why I love your concepts is wealth building to you. Isn't about the money, but it's about building who you are and who you want to yes. be. And yep. that's such a different and healthier space. Um, and as we're wrapping up here at the end, we want to ask you, one more time to see if it's different this this time than your last podcast is what's one piece of advice you'd give your younger self to boost your confidence? <sighs> yeah. Um, and you tell me how different or how similar this is. I think I last time I said, uh, you are enough, you have been, you mm -hmm. are, and you always will be. Mm -hmm. um, because we're on this vein of mentorship, I think um, – I have spent a lot of money over the years on mentors. I, I didn't even talk about that, but like you can pay for them too. They, they, there's programs, different things. Um, again, focus on the energetics before you just sign up. Just because someone has a program doesn't mean they're the person to talk to. But um, focus on energetics. And 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 the comment I want to make here, if I could give my younger self advice, is like, hey, earlier on or as soon as you can, start to pay for mentors. I think some of the biggest leaps I ever made were for those, you know, with those professional relationships that I spent that money um, in investing in myself. We talked about that last time is like, hey, before you're investing in real estate, start investing in yourself till you start to grow large enough. Um, we didn't we didn't fully get to the question at the beginning today of like the side hustles and whatnot, right? You can get the money and we'll answer that right now here in this, but you can get the money before you start, you know, investing into say real estate, there's major financial benefits there. Um, you can invest in your own journey. And that might be, you know, starting a little Etsy shop or whatever it could be. It could be, hey, I have 5,000 bucks. I'm actually going to enroll in a program, right? And it's not going to necessarily have ROI and, you know, have product and be sold, but it's like, it's going to have ROI on self. Like you as a human being are going to be more um, capable the next steps you take. So as your gap grows, you can continue to spend money. And, and, and that's, I think the advice I would give to myself and to everybody listening is like, do not be hesitant for the first time. I remember my first program ever was, I, I got to remember this number. Um, I want to say it was like, 20 or $22,000 for a year program. And I think that was through payments, but I paid up front and it was like 18,000 bucks. Um, and I was like, what am I doing? Like, that's the price of a car. Like, this is crazy. Um, and, and from that day, I've spent significantly more that on an annual program, um, even on a six month program. And, and that money to me has, has, provided growth for myself tenfold, um, like actually genuinely. And it's not something we need to get into necessarily, but I 10 X my income the first year I got into a program. Wow. Um, and I was at a salary W two ceilinged position and it's like, well, how did you 10 X? Well, there was a, there was kind of a multi-step process to that, but I recognized I'm in a ceilinged salaried position and I'm a, I'm a high octane person. I want to progress, but that ceiling's going to keep me there you know, and, and they helped me recognize that. And they said, is there somewhere right next to where you are or just across the street or, you know, whatever. And it's like, that maybe doesn't have a ceiling. What does that look like? And I was like, Oh wow. And then I had my hands held on to take that first step. Like guys, I was scared when I switched jobs, when I 
bought my first investment. I could tell you about all the feelings and how terrified I was on all those first initials, but having someone there that like, you know, didn't physically, but you know, metaphorically grab my hand is like, Hey, we're going to be okay. And that's where those mentors come in. That's a huge deal. I love that you've told us too, and that last piece of advice of that you've had these feelings. And I, that's why I just am so glad that you've come back is you're so relatable because you've, Mm -hmm. you've just gone through this process, you know, um, it's, it's not like money just fell out of the sky for you. You definitely have worked not only on yourself, but on your wealth. And that's helped you become someone and something and, Great piece of advice. I I love that. I'm so glad that we kind of shifted into a mentorship as we we talked today. That's brought up so much, so many points to take away and confidence to move forward. Because I think part of confidence is you don't is the feeling you don't have to do this alone. Like, congratulations. Yes. Life is scary. <laughs> you know, like yes. you said, taking your first investment and and doing that. And so finding that person who can walk through life with you or multiple people. I think is one of the best keys to success. 100%. And one small little example on that is we had a, a, a group event for, it's, it's a group of investors um, uh, that we have. And we did a in-person event and actually was here in Utah. So we had some individuals fly in from all over the country. And part of it was we were doing a cold plunge. And um, I was helping facilitate. I was not participating. And, um, for the sake of facilitation, I was like, you know what, you know, time and everything, I'm just going to let ever, all the participants get in the plunge. I don't need to get in the plunge. <laughs> like you're meaning like cold, like jump in water, cold plunge. Yeah. Like, oh like ice cold, cold plunge. Yeah. And, and I can talk more about that. I actually, I do it routinely now, but at the time it was so like, no, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I had all these excuses and, um, the whole group as we finished was like, Hey, and like the, the, me and the the two other, you know, mentors or leaders that were kind of running the event, they were like, you guys need to get in. Like, let's do this. And I was like, you're kidding me. I got to do this right now. (laughs) And, um, so there's this picture of the three of us, cause there was three plunges, three tubs and we got in and there's this fun picture of us all sitting there and everyone loved it. Cause they're like, yeah, our mentors. And, and, um, the reason why I tell the story is like, Katie, you're really saying like part of having confidence is like, you may not have the confidence and it's about the people around you because never would I've I ever by myself gotten in that tub. Right. But like with the people around me, not only I had a little peer pressure, but then people like it's going to be OK. Like, let's do this, man. Like, let's jump in. Let's get in the water. Um, it's only going to be this long. And then you can get out. And we had a you know heating area and everything. So just think about and this is maybe the thought we'll leave people with is like, when have you done something that you probably didn't want to. And this is like something that ended up being very rewarding. And it took maybe some other people to get you to do it. Right. And it's like, Oh, that was great. After the fact, um, that is very much an approach to a lot of things, to personal development, to finances, to wealth building. Um, so just note that like, you don't have to be this human. That's like, I can conquer the world. I'm just going to bore into things. It's like, you may be absolutely terrified. I have a client right now that's, that's like, Hey, we're nervous about this. Oh, and you mentioned this. And like, let me tell you about my past, why that like actually scares me. And I'm like, great. Thank you for sharing. Like this helps us work together because I'm very good at working with those like psychological pieces and the, you know, the trauma from money that the way we were all raised very differently uh, on the approach to money. So 
put the people around you, um, note all emotions will come up. And the beautiful thing is having your team on your side so you can take the right step, the next best step. Oh, clapping for that answer. You like, you just redefined confidence for us. That was, thank you. I, you know, thanks for doing that polar plunge so you could like share your experience. <laughs> sure, with us, sure. you know? Like, and you've just given me a lot more hope into of like, you don't have to walk through this world alone. Find those people. And we're in this space yeah. now of life is you, you have the amazing ability. You can find these people digitally. You can find them in person. Yep. Like there's options. So um, reach out. And we want to make sure that our podcast listeners can reach out to you and find more content from you. What's their best way to yep. connect with you? Yeah. Instagram, um, the Kyle Tucker underscore. So T-H-E-K-Y-L-E-T-U-C-K-E-R underscore. Um, I do know that my team is actually working on purchasing just my name. So it could end up being the Kyle Tucker with no underscore. It might be just Kyle Tucker. But if you see a Viking looking guy with a beard that maybe doesn't look as conventional in the financial space, you found me, right? So Instagram, look around. We've got content there. Little nuggets. We're delivering so much here on the podcast today, but we drop little nuggets, 30 second, one minute clips of a lot of the concepts I talk about. So take a peek there and we're happy to help and DM if you need anything. Yeah, it is. His Instagram really is quite awesome. I've been following it and getting the nuggets that are off there and they're just helpful little, little sparks in your day that can kind of help you rewire, rethink and, and get into the zone. Yeah. And, and his help is wonderful. So thank you again for coming on with us. We just appreciate your wealth of knowledge, your ability to share with us. Really. Thank you. After every episode, I'm amazed at what each of our guests have accomplished in their lives. They inspire me to go for my dreams and seize opportunities. The reality of life is that every opportunity and dream has a financial implication, and knowing how to manage and grow your money will not only help you achieve your goals, but also get to them faster. Utah Money Moms has been a resource for me to learn how to better manage my money and turn my dreams into reality. Their website is full of interactive material to engage all learning styles. My favorite resource is their free monthly webinars where I can listen and have my questions answered by financial counselors and educators. Head on over to utahmoneymoms.com or utahmoneymoms on Instagram to access free empowering material. Again, that is utahmoneymoms.com or utahmoneymoms on Instagram. Thanks for listening in on the Full Confidence Ahead podcast. Weekly on Tuesdays, we'll continue our journey of confidence together through new interviews and insights. Make sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on the latest conversations and confidence boosts. And by the way, you got this because you deserve to live life full confidence ahead. See you next week.